We all know the story of the Akedah. We know the part of Avram's dedication. Avram's mysterious nefesh. That is prepared to offer Yitzchak as a carbon. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy to be able to offer his son as a carbon. The son that he invested so much dreams, so much hopes for the future. But that's why the stakes were so high. The merit of the Akedah is the merit which guarantees the continuation and the eternal continuation of Kal Yisrael. Every year in Rosh Hashanah, we come back to the Akedah as the reason why we ask for Hashem to forgive us and continue to give us life. And the Satan understood that as well. The Satan also understood the tremendous importance of the Akedah and therefore he spared no efforts in trying to prevent Avraham Avinu from, doing, from being able to do this mitzvah. The Midrash tells us that he caused the raging river to block between Avraham Avinu and Hara Maria. And Avraham strode into the water until it reaches his neck. And when Hashem sees nothing is prepared to deter him, the river gets taken away. And the Midrash tells us that the Sultan comes to argue with Abram. He says, what do you think you're doing? Do you think Hashem wants human sacrifice? You made a mistake. It wasn't Hashem's intention. Abram doesn't answer him. And when the Sultan sees that he's not being successful with Abram, he's not able to change his mind, he goes to talk to Yitzchak. And he says, do you know where your father's taking you to? Do you realize you're about to be killed? But he's not successful with Yitzchak either. What does the Sultan do next? The Midrash tells us, the Sultan goes back home in Hebron to Sarah Imenu. And she says, do you know where Avram and Yitzchak have gone? Do you know that Avram's on his way to Shech, your son Yitzchak? And the concept shocked Sarah so much that that was caused her death. In the Pasuk at the beginning of the sixth parish of Chayi Sarah, it says, Vayavay Avram. Avram came. Where was he coming from? And the Midrash says he was coming back from Haramaria. He was coming back having just been able to be successful in the tremendous Nisayan of the Akedah. And he was coming back together with Yitzchok. And he arrives home only to find that his wife, Sarah, was nifta. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, what did the Sultan have to gain by killing Sarah? She couldn't have prevented the Akedah even if she wanted to. She wasn't there. So what did the Satan achieve? By scaring Sarah to the point where she died. And you need to understand, it wasn't stum cruelty. So what did the Satan have to achieve by it? Another question. 
we know, we understand that every word of the Torah is significant. Let's look what the Pasuk says. And if we look carefully, we'll see there seems to be an unnecessary phrase in the Torah. It says after Sarah died, Vayavay Avram. This point the Sarah of Avram comes to eulogize Sarah and to cry for her. He comes to Sachiva. He comes to mourn the loss of his wife. And the next pasuk, Vayokom Avram el Avram gets up from being next to his dead, and he goes to speak to the Bnei Ches. What are the points of those few words? If the idea was to go and find Sarah a fitting burial plot, so it should have just said, and Avram went to speak to Bnei Pinachis. Why is the Torah emphasized, and Avram got up from next to his dead? It seems as if he abandoned the Shiva. He came to sit with her, to cry for her, and then he gets up. Why is it something that the Torah has to tell us? What's the significance? Let's look a bit deeper and understand, we can call it the devilish plan of the Satan. The Satan saw he couldn't prevent Avram doing the Akedah. The Satan saw that Avram was not to be swayed. Not by physical impossibility, not by arguments. The Satan saw that Yitzhak also couldn't be stopped. But the Sultan was desperate to stop the Akedah. He also knew the tremendous merit that Klaishah would get from it. And therefore, what other tools does the Sultan have, so to speak? The Gemara condition teaches us that a person can be a tzaddik his whole life. But if... T- at the end of his life, in his closing moments, he is toihe al horishonos. He regrets the mitzvahs that he did. Then the Gemara brings the pasuk that the tzitkas at tzadik lo The righteousness that he did will not be remembered for him. A person can regret his mitzvahs, and by regretting his mitzvahs, he loses the schar that he deserves. That's a terrible punishment. But it exists. And therefore, what was the plan of the Satan? When he couldn't prevent Avram doing the Akeda, he thinks of another strategy. I'll get him to regret the Akeda. And the Midrash says that it's an amazing thing. And when Avram Avinu comes to sit Shiva for Sarah, to cry for her, to mourn her, Who's the first guest which comes to be Menachem Avil? The first visitor Avraham Avinu has says the Medrash, it's the Satan. And the Satan comes to tell him, it's your fault that Sarah died. You're responsible. I told you not to do the Akedah. And the idea that in that terribly trying Nisoyan, 
Avraham Avinu should feel some form of remorse. Regret that he did the Akedah. Because then the Satan is able to take away all the Sechar. If someone regrets the mitzvah, he loses the Sechar for it. The Ben Yenna writes in his commentary on Avis, of the ten Nisyonis of Avraham Avinu, that the final Nisyonis of Ben Yenna was the death of Sarah. And we think, what could be a bigger Nisyon than the Akedah? If it's a final Nisyon, in some way it's an even more difficult test to pass than the Akedah was. What could possibly be bigger than the Akedah? And we could also ask, why was the death of Sarah a Nisyon? It was a tragedy. But why was it a test? And here we see the test. Yes, at that time, when Avram's in pain and losing sorrow, and the Sultan comes to tell him, this is your fault. She died because of the Akedah. Had Avram felt any regret, he would have lost the source of the Akedah. And that's why Avram doesn't stay to wait. He doesn't sit shiva and try and argue with the Sultan. Dwell in his feelings. Vayakam Avram. He gets up, he runs out to deal with Lakfura. Not to have to confront the Nisayan. They should never feel remorse for a mitzvah he did. And that's just one final stage in the greatness of Avram Avinu. This principle we can learn from in other places in the Torah too. This is a strategy the Sultan often tries to often tries to use. That if you can't prevent the mitzvah, at the very least, he'll try to make people regret the mitzvah. It happened to Abram himself many years earlier. The Ramban explains that after Avram Avinu was told by Hashem, Lech Lecha, go to Eretz Yisrael. And Avram forsakes everything. And he arrives in Eretz Yisrael. And he intends to settle where Hashem told him to settle. And what happens? There's a drought. There's a famine. There's no food. And this was an unheard of occurrence. The Midrash says there were ten famines which happened over the course of the history. The first one was Bimei Avram. Famine? Who'd heard of such a thing? And Avram is forced to leave Eretz Israel and go down to Mitzrayim. What's in his sign? The first is is explained. The Nisayan was, are you going to regret the Lech Are you going to show any disappointment? Why did I listen? Why did I come? I thought I was going to a place of plenty, a place of bracha, a place of rainfall. And I land up in a place of famine. Because had Abraham felt that way, he would have lost the source of the dechach. Had he regretted what he had done, he would have lost the mitzvah. And Abraham passed that test too. He never regretted it. If he had to go to Egypt, he went to Egypt. It was never with a sense of, I did the wrong thing by listening to Hashem. 
Let's look at another example. Someone else who was put in exactly the same side. And let's look at the story of Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef HaTzadik is the other example of Bereshis, of somebody who faced an extreme test. It was a different kind of test. But nevertheless, it's put on the pedestal of an extreme test that somebody had to deal with. And that was the seduction of the wife of Potiphar. And as difficult as it was, Yosef rallies everything he can. The memory of his father, the thought of the future Urim Batumim, in order to be able to pass the test. And he does. He does. He manages to run out the house and he did nothing wrong. And Yosef obviously feels a certain sense of satisfaction, appreciation, and he passed such a big Messiah. But what happens next? Potiphar's wife tells him, fabricates a story for what Yosef did, and Yosef gets thrown into jail. Had Yosef been Nikshal, that wouldn't have happened. It's only because Yosef passed the test. It's only because Yosef didn't fall that as a result he ended up in jail. He ended up in jail for 10 years. How many times over the course of those 10 years when Yosef went from being the manager of Potiphar's household where he had everything going for him to being incarcerated in, in an Egyptian jail how many times could it, could it have occurred to Yosef This is all because I did a mitzvah. This is all because I passed my test. How many opportunities could Yosef have had to regret what he did? To think back and think, things would have been so different had I done the Avera. And that was the point. That was the point. The Satan put him there to tempt him to feel regret. The Sultan knew the value of the mitzvah that Yosef did. And if he wasn't able to be machshal him, he wasn't able to, to bring him down, to cause him to sin, at the very least, the Sultan is going to try his utmost to make Yosef regret the mitzvah. But Yosef doesn't. Yosef is also strong. He withstands in his time for, 20, for 12, 10 years. For as long as he's in the Egyptian jail, he never regrets that he landed up in jail for doing a mitzvah. And that's why the source is still completely his. But we learn a principle from this. We can see it in our own lives also. The Satan always has a second strategy. The first strategy is to prevent somebody doing a mitzvah. The first strategy 
But even if you're successful, you manage to pass the test. You do the mitzvah even if it's difficult. You aren't seduced by the sultan to doing an avera, even if it looked inviting. That's only the first encounter. That's only the first round. There's going to be a second one. If a person gained a lot, or could have gained a lot, by the mitzvah that they did, if the sultan wasn't able to prevent it, he's going to try and make you regret it. It's going to try and make a person feel or think that they lost out by doing the mitzvah. And in that way, if you can get them to regret having done the mitzvah, he's achieved the same thing. Because if a person regrets his mitzvahs, then he loses his reward. As we saw in the Gemara. We say this principle in every time we say Marif. We ask Hashem, there's a sotan in front, there's a sotan behind. There's a sotan before we do things, which tries to prevent us from doing the right thing. And there's a sotan behind. That once we've done the action, he tries to get us to regret it. The person is strong, and he decides he has the time for learning terror. In that time, he won't be disturbed. If the Sultan can't get him to give up his kvirs, what the Sultan will try to do next is make him think that there were business opportunities which he lost because he was busy learning them. Customers which came to the store weren't dealt with because he wasn't available. And what's the point of that? Because that's where the Sultan tries to make somebody regret the mitzvah they did. A person does a big act of chesed. The Sultan will try and organize things that the recipient isn't grateful enough or any other reason which will make a person second doubt himself. Maybe he shouldn't have done the chesed. And for the Sultan, that's his biggest gain. Because if he can't prevent somebody doing the mitzvah, what he can do is he can make them lose it afterwards. And that's what we learn from the tremendous design of Avraham Avinu. Even after the Akedah, and even after the guarantee Hashem gave him, that in this, as a result of the merit you've accrued from the Akedah, I'll protect Lysol for always, there's still a risk you can lose it. There's still a risk you can lose it. Just like we have that Siyata Dishmaya to be able to withstand the first Satan, the one who comes to interfere, the one who comes to seduce us, the one who comes to prevent us doing mitzvahs, we also need Siyata Dishmaya to confront the second Satan. The one who comes to make us second doubt our decisions. The one who comes to make us feel that we made a mistake. And we learn from Abraham Avinu. We learn from Yosef. That sometimes that's the harder test. Yosef's test with Aisha's Potiphar, the first test may have been a few days, maybe a few weeks. 
The second test was 10 years. And if we are aware of the Sotin strategy, then we are able to strengthen ourselves, to remind ourselves of this principle. Once we've done a mitzvah, never ever look back and regret having done a mitzvah.